0: to the 14th chapter of the book of Revelations. How we thank you, almighty God, that this great caravan by the living grace of God keeps rolling on. We thank you, Lord, for end-time grace, how you've helped us and sustained us, Lord, and brought us together again. And, Lord, as we often say, we never know For whatever reason this could well be our last great gathering on this side of eternity so lord help us today my god uh, we rebuke any form of spirit lord just coming because it's sunday again my god but may our heart be uh lord god uh, tuned in and may there be a turning away from things of this life and may we forget our dinners and cars and whatever my bills and whatever might be pressing us or concerning us at this moment we rebuke uh outside cares anoint your servant and my God and give us that divine unction from heaven open hearts and minds there might be souls Lord God who might need it enlightenment, who might never get it again so help them today blessed and be with us in a special way we will praise your matchless righteous name forever amen the 14th chapter of the book of revelations beginning with verse 1. And I looked, and lo, a lamb stood on the Mount Sion, and with him in hundred forty and four thousand, having their father's name written in their foreheads. And I heard a voice from heaven as the voice of many waters and as the voice of a great thunder, And I heard the voice of harpers harping with their harps. And they sung as it were a new song before the throne and before the four beasts and the elders. And no man could learn that song but the hundred and forty and four thousand which were redeemed from the earth. These are they which were not defiled with women, for they are virgins. These are they which follow the Lamb whithersoever he goeth, these were redeemed from among men, being the firstfruits unto God and to the Lamb. And in their mouth was found no guile, for they are without fault before the throne of God. That letter clause again, if you will. For they are without fault before the throne of God And that will be our thought this morning Without thought before God I looked up the definition for that word Thought And it says Flaw or defect The word of God tells us that Here is a group of people who were without defect or flaw before God in this world. Now some feel that this was or is some special group. But if you turn with me to the third chapter of the same book, verse 7, you'll find that It was one of the seven churches that the Apostle John wrote to. In fact, it was the only group or congregation accepted of God. This is very significantly one. Here we find seven congregations. And the only one that God gave the green light to Was the one that was without fault That always has been God's standard for his people Without fault You pray with us In Revelation chapter 3 Let us read of the account of that particular group And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia, write, These things saith he that is holy, he that is true, he that hath the key of David, he that openeth, and no man shutteth, and shutteth, and no man openeth. I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it, for thou hast a little strength, and hast kept my word, and hast not denied my name. This is the only congregation out of the seven that was approved of God. Why? Because they were without fault. The one, we're living in a time where the general impression is that God accepts anything if there is any degree of sincerity with it. We're living in a time where there are so many faulty people claiming to be God's people, failures and faults and flaws have become so commonplace that we are not disturbed about these subpar lives anymore. But dear one, I'm here to tell you this morning, the only kind of people that has ever been accepted of God and the only kind that will ever be accepted of God are those who are without fault before God. Now the enemy can have you feel because the church give you maybe some degree of recognition because you might be counted among the group that you can go on and let your little falls and Flaws, uh, get cold and wear off and start back doing like you were doing. But they wanted me to tell you. Amen. You pray with me this morning. Brother, that's why, thank God, you must live on Mount Zion. The word of God is from our lamb on Mount Zion, which is the church of God standing in this last day. The only place that will preach your gospel, the only place where there is a standard hill the only place there is sufficient inspiration to get your fault eradicated is Mount Zion You cannot get your fault and get a backslidden church. You cannot get your fault and get in Babylon. Where the word of God is watered down Where people are indifferent. To your spiritual condition. Preachers don't have enough courage to stand and force ground the words. You'll go before God full of flaws. And dark spots. Amen. God help us out. God help us out. God gave, amen, His feelings, His sentiments toward church groups in the first three or four chapters of Revelation giving you to know dear one that you can be as good as you want to but God is not blessing anything but the best you get this God doesn't have to accept the second best God does not have to accept faulty fruit god does not have to change his standard. in the beginning thank god that's all he would except was a faultless people and when their lives degenerated to a degree or something less than perfection god rejected them and expulsed them from the garden god still has that same attitude today you can thank god go to sleep if you want to you can go on and be oblivious to your faults if you please But I'll guarantee you, I'll certify you that God is accepting nothing less than absolute faultlessness. It's going to take all your time, yes. It's going to take all your concentration, sure. But is your soul worth it or not? Amen. All right. Let us go to the type to prove that. Over in Leviticus. Chapter... Three, beginning with verse 1 and if his oblation be a sacrifice of peace offering if he offer it of the herd whether it be a male or female he shall offer it without blemish before God Amen. brother these sacrifices only typifies the sacrifices that we are given into God which is our own selves you pray with me God help us out these sacrifices under the old dispensation typified the sacrifice that Paul mentioned in Romans chapter 12 off of your bodies a living sacrifice holy here is the antitype, holy acceptable before god holy blameless flawless before god letting you know it must be that way for it to be acceptable before god everything that it has a blemish is rejected of god you may well concede that now you talk about 99 and a half it won't do brother but that's an actuality we it around prayed our god month in and month out well i knew i got a few spirits i got to deal with yet, and. There are a few flaws here and there but I'm coming well I tell you what I hope Jesus don't come first amen. this is a tremendous thing we're dealing with people think they got a lifetime come on, come on, come on. amen uh, uh, they, at their leisure they can get out of bed with God and get those flaws taken care of if they so desire God help us you pray with us this morning amen he shall lay his hand upon the head of this offering and kill it at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation and Aaron's sons the priest shall sprinkle the blood upon the altar round about it and he shall offer of the sacrifice of the peace offering and offering made by fire unto the Lord and the fat that cover the inwards and all the fat that is upon the inwards Amen Alright let's go further In Jude Thank God, this is why, glory to God, this is why we must be fought before God. This is why we must, it's not an option. It's not that some just is who's a little stronger and some can't make it, everybody must be. It's an absolute must. In Jude verse 24, Now unto him that is able, glory to God, Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling, Brother, whoever falls deserves to roast it out in hell. You understand that? There is no need of you trying to argue your case and tell us how severe the pressure or the prolongation of your test or how protracted the uh, the temptation was Or how uh, unique your particular plight is, Amen. And let me tell you something, saints of God. If you don't know how to counsel people, I don't care who they be, leave them alone. If you don't, if you don't have enough Holy Ghost and enough courage and enough spiritual fortitude, Amen, to deal with the situation, leave it alone. I don't care if your mother, your dad, your child, your sister, your brother, who it is. Why? You'll find yourself when people begin to pull out uh, sympathetic situations on your shoulder, you'll pull around and, and and don't know how to deal with it. You'll be lost and you are cause them to be lost. Well, I don't blame you, honey. I know what you're going through. I guess all of us will go under with that. No! If you can't tell them, I know you got a hard situation. I know it's excruciating. But thank God, now it's Him who's able... To keep you from falling Thank God it present you far less Hallelujah to God Your sympathy should never overrule the word of God Don't get so sympathetic and get so under the situation That you're going to disregard what God said There is no excuse for falling So if you fall There is do no need to get in counselors. Wait a minute, brother. let me tell you why There is no reason You can't concoct a reason. You can't dream up a reason. You can talk about the same. do what you want to do, but that no reason for you backsliding and leaving the truth. Well, you know the people, they show love, and, and they did this, and I and didn't get nothing out of the service. You're going to hell. Why? Because God's able to keep you from falling. Glory to God. God's able to keep you from falling. Come on. Well, you know, I've been saved 14 years, and I've been single all those years. If you don't keep on living safe, you're going to go to torment. God is able to keep you from falling. And not only that, praise our God, He's able to prevent you from falling. Fallless. Take out those thoughts. Take out those defects. Not only backslide, not only not go back to the world, but thank God to take out every defect. Before God. When God looks through your spirit with his scrutinizing eye, won't find one thing against you going to God. And not before the congregation, not before Brother Happen, but before God. Who discerns your thoughts, the intents of your heart. Amen. Your, even your motive. God knows all of that. But the Bible says God can so work on you. The holy ghost can still communicate with you the holy ghost can so operate on you thank god that you won't have nothing that god can find that's why i'm not going to foolishness that's why we're not agreement on half experience why because you don't have to be that way if you want recognition get saved get right thank god get the holy ghost amen amen we would rather degenerate amen where i'll uh, have mercy on the poor little thing and recognize him. no sir get an experience with god you get recognition this is a tremendous thing we're dealing with. This is the church of God. This is Mount Zion. Praise our God. And we don't have nobody to praise our God but the bitches. Hold it wherever you hold it. Like God got it. If you got flaws in your spirit, you're not ready to meet God. I'm not talking about drinking whiskey. I mean those spiritual defects. Amen. I, I mean those, 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 uh, uh, intemperance spirits and, and impatient spirits. That's what I'm talking about. Why? Because you don't have to have it. It's not a part of a saint of God. It's not a part of a sanctified character. You might accept it as part. You might inculcate it in your experience, but it's not a part of it. And it must not be. And we trust it will not be in the judgment. Amen. Amen. i tell you something. I-, I told you, you'll know in eternity. But instead of all this gruffling and ripping and running and trying to get money and do this, you better be before God trying to get something false and flawed out of your life that are so manifest from time to time you better be letting God try to watch some of that message Like take time praise our God and get on God's i and trying to see how you can get all the fun you can get out of life all of the looseness praise our God you can accumulate because I'm going to tell you more people are far more false than they realize just because God's able to do it don't mean that everybody has been brought to that point God's able to do it I'm going to tell you children praise our God God can take complaining out of you that's a fault yes it is too murmuring and complaining is a fault how poor you are how sick you are how long you've been whatever praise our god we should have a mouth full of praises you don't and you don't invoke or incur the sympathy of god by complaining anyway god knows your predicament he said praise him and everything give thanks. do that Praise the Lord, god amen don't think you're going to incur the sympathy of god because you complains You'll invoke the rights of God if you ain't careful. In Luke chapter 23. Praise the Lord God, this is a tremendous thing we're dealing with. Luke chapter 23. We're going to begin at the first verse. Hallelujah. All right. And the whole multitude of them arose and led him unto Pilate. And they began to accuse him, saying, We found this fellow perverting the nation and forbidding to give tribute to Caesar, saying that he himself is is Christ, a king. And Pilate asked him, saying, Art thou the king of the Jews? And he answered him and said, Thou sayest it. Then said Pilate to the chief priests and to the people, I find no fault in this man. Amen. We observed him. We looked him over. We watched him. Tried to entrap him. But we cannot not not find one fault in him. Amen. Let me tell you this one. You cannot live above accusations and criticisms and maledictions of people but thank God I tell you what If they'll be honest come on, come on. If you're living according to the word of God They'll have to end up saying I find no fault in him yeah. I don't like him I don't approve of him praise our God I don't hear him preach but I don't find no fault in him Hallelujah Amen. Amen. Amen And that's all that matters praise our God If your life is faultless before God Everything else is inconsequential yeah. God. Amen Let's turn over to Luke 20 right quick We're going to move on Verse Nineteen, And the chief priest and the scribe the same hour sought to lay hands on him, and they feared the people, for they perceived that he had spoken this parable against them. And they watched him, and sent forth spies, which had feigned themselves just men, that they might take hold of his words, that so they might deliver him unto the power and authority of the governor. Listen, after all of this watching him, all of this hypocrisy and trying to slip up on the blind side thank God when he came down to crucifying, him they had to admit I find no fault in this man no why? because it's not there amen, amen. I find no fault and thank God Jesus was our example the word of God said that we should follow in his steps amen. who did no who, what did know and neither was God <laughs> Now, let me show you something here. In the 14th chapter of Revelation, the thing that crowned their perfection and their faultlessness was the fact there was no guile in their mouth in both cases. There's a tremendous thing. You behold what the whole world is here. In both instances, where these people were faultless, it was because there was no guile in their mouth. Letting you know the crown of perfection Are the crown of faultlessness is this. (laughs) Nobody with a wagging tongue is faultless. Amen. 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 People with uncontrollable tongue, you cannot be faultless. In both instances, praise our God, you can get light if you want to without having banquets and parties and, and fish fries and start talking too much, you're going to hell. Get out, get loose, pray that with God, you start talking and running your mouth and saying no more than you ought to say, you'll end up faultless before, you faults it before God. <laughs> Amen! That's what, this was the crowning aspect of his faultlessness was the fact that there was no God in his mouth. It was the same thing with the Sixfield field brethren. There was no God in their mouth. <laughs> that speech. That's why Jesus said, By your word you shall be justified And by your word you shall be condemned (laughs) Those are the determining factors Of your perfection James, if any man controls his tongue Tongue, he's able to broaden the whole body Didn't he say it? He said, brother, if you can take care of that tongue You can take care of everything else And I want to Reverse that if I may If you can't control that tongue, you might not be controlling too much else Now I'm going to tell you you know spiritually than your tongue. Amen. 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 This is a tremendous thing. Which I'm going to tell you. You think we're just talking when we talk about this tongue so much, but I'm, it's more attached to it than you might wish to admit. All right, let's go to Daniel chapter six. I'm going to tell you, brother, before a lot of people get to heaven, they're going they to do that to do something with those tongues. Praise the Lord God. Amen. Daniel chapter six. Verse verses if you will 3 and 4 then Daniel was preferred above the presidents and the princes because an excellent spirit was in him and the king thought to set him over the whole realm then the presidents And princes sought to find occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom. But they could find none occasion or fault. For as much as he was faithful, neither was there any error or fault. My God. Neither was there any error or fault found in him. You notice, there was not an error or fault. Not sin. Not an error or fault found in him. Even those who were plotting his downfall, those who were diligently trying to seek it out, they couldn't find it. Amen! Amen. Amen. But this is a tremendous thing, brother. The Word of God, why? The Bible, he had an excellent spirit. That's why he had an excellent spirit. We often teach you that your spirit is what you are in actuality. If you got an excellent spirit, you're going to have an excellent report. (laughs) Amen. Oh, may God bless us. Brother, I'm telling you the truth. Out of all those Hebrew people, just a handful of them could get this kind of report, get this kind of recommendation. Brother, I often think if God was sought out and sift out us, how many would he say, Have I find no fault? I find no error I find nothing wrong with that speech I find nothing wrong with that thought pattern Amen When they speak about their brothers and sisters It's always up-building. It's never, It's never uh, anything that would tear them down It's never derogatory It's never negative Come on Amen Amen When I check their motives It's always pure They're always pure Their intents are never wrong is a tremendous thing. Amen. They, we, they, they found no fault. Amen. Our error in Him. Amen. What a recommendation. In First Corinthians chapter six, if you will, verse five. I speak to your shame. It is so, for there is not, for is not, there is not a wise man among you, no, not one that shall be able to judge between his brethren, but rather go to the law with his brother, and that before the unbelievers, now therefore there is utterly a fault among you, because you go to the law one with another. Why do you not rather take wrong? Why do you not rather suffer yourself to be defrauded or cheated or whatever? He has said, you listen, there was this thing, sanctification is a tremendous thing. He is said, nothing should affect you so much that you would be willing to bring a reproach on the church by going out, scattering your concerns among the sinners. If you lose everything you got, I'd rather, praise our God, to be stripped than have the sinners have a legitimate uh, criticism against God's cause. Paul said you got a fault and you better not go before God with it. Paul said you have utterly a fault. Yeah. You listen to one about this marriage council stuff. You mean to save and sanctified people or claiming it even. Going to go out there to some uh, of sinner who know nothing about salvation who might have been married four or five times themselves and talk about counsel? God's people. You got to go to marriage, unsaved marriage counsel who might be living in adultery and homosexual and everything else, and you got to go to them for marriage counsel. Why not suffer yourself to be wronged? Why not pray that will God be defrauded or whatever? Amen. Brother, it's the very depth of darkness to have to inv- invite this dark and benighted, godless world to even intervene in the affairs of the saints of God amen even if you could get improper judgment whatever your thoughts shouldn't even run in that direction jesus taught that he said even even they praise our god even the world they, if they take your coat give him your cloak don't take a chance on praise our god, god getting any malice in your spirit don't take a chance on getting better just go and give him your cloak and get, it over you. just get the whole thing oh this is a tremendous thing brother this flawless spirit this being without fault before God, brother, more than a mere notion. Please. You got to keep your affections right, your intents right, your concerns in the right place. Amen. there utterly a fault among you, church people down in Corinth. A fault among you. Yeah. Lord God, you you're so concerned about. Amen. Uh, like Jesus said, this one who was following Him said, "Have my brother give me the portion that falls to me." He said, "Look, man." He said, you better be aware of covetousness. He said, look, if you defraud it, let him have it. And you keep your eyes on Jesus. If you lose it, so what? I'll provide for you. And if I don't pray that with God, you can go to heaven if you stay right. Come on. Whether well, you fool around worrying about your brother and your father died and whether you're going to get the house and the car and the bank account. You fool around and lose your soul, get your mind off Christ squabbling about something that that's going to perish with the usage. Yeah. say of God let me tell you something you better be careful I'm going to tell you something brother these things cause more people to go down you fool around and get involved in one of these uh, these uh, uh, probate situations where you got two or three brothers sisters you the closest relative and all that and you trying to get the house and trying to get the car and trying to get the chickens or whatever you got come on and you fool around and they start contesting with you. I get my turn, all this kind of stuff. You fool around and lose your soul over something you that you didn't have anyway. So praise our God. If they if they don't think enough, amen, to make a little wheel out include you in it, forget it. If they don't, if they, if they want to probate it, praise our God, if they write you let that you got, we'll go down and get it, that's good. But if they don't, amen, don't set up and contest, contest them. Don't sit up and contend with them. Don't sit up and get bitter and quit speaking. <laughs> this is a tremendous thing, brother. Listen, we should be so concerned about things of the kingdom, brother, that, amen, if God doesn't provide it without any uh, difficulty, forget it. Amen. Preserve your soul. And some of you you're going to face in situations like that if you haven't already you're going to face them you're going to be defrauded you're going to be cheated you're going to be everything else but so what you better keep your vision clear and and then decide what's uh most valuable amen. a few earthly benefits are maintaining your spirituality amen. it doesn't take much to throw it in reverse i'm going to tell you amen All right, praise (laughs) the Lord God. There's a tremendous pain, children. Amen now. I often tell you, if you loan somebody something, loan your car, loan the money, whatever, just consider that as something you might or might not lose. You understand? Because, see, you fool around, and you have a breach between your brother and your sister and the devil will take advantage of destroy one a couple of souls because of a few hundred dollars or less than that well i'm gonna send the bill collector around you won't pay me my money and i'll let you know you know you going out and tell the bill collector, what you want son well brother so-and-so wouldn't pay me my money bill collector go so get him brother and so and he goes he probably say, so you mean to tell me you church people can't get along where you go to church I'm not saying but I want my money <laughs> you're saying, saying to tell him because you did testify and talk so much now you want to sue somebody hey, amen this is a tremendous thing brother I'm going to tell you you've been listening to the word of God and just dismiss our little self-concocted ideas brother it's better to be defrauded amen. it's better to lose greatly wow. brother I have hundreds of dollars Yea, thousands scattered here and there. Church people, come on! You know what? It's just another thing, brother. If I see them today, brother, they 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 might think I forgot everybody. All practical purposes, I have. Come on, brother! I think more of the joy of God than settling any little argument through. Other means are uh, any little benefit that I might derive by pressing you. <coughs> Amen, brother. If the saints of God can't sell it, you can have it. Amen. If the, if we if there is a difference between you and I, or anybody else, if the saints of God can't sell it, you can have the benefit of the doubt. You understand me? The congregation, anything else, brother, if, if something arises here, praise our God, and you want to call a council, if the same of God can't get together, you can have it. You understand me? Pray, you can have it, praise our God, in the new section and all. Praise the living God. Hosea chapter 10. Hosea. Israel is an empty vine. He bringeth forth fruit unto himself. According to the multitude of his fruit, he hath increased the altars. According to the goodness of his land, they have made goodly images. But their heart is divided. Now shall they be found faulty. He shall break down the altars. He shall spoil their images. Listen. They were doing a lot of good things but they were faulty. You hear me today, they want. Let me tell you something. Let me can I can I, will you listen to me closely? Now you can do all of the good singing, all of the good testifying, all of the good preaching you want to, brother. But if you're careful you, it, it'll be faulty. If it's not done, uh Behind the proper consecration is faulty. You, I don't care how many people shout over it and how many amen you get in response. Brother, if it's not done with a proper consecration, if you're ripping and running, not prepared to do it, it's faulty. If I get up here unprepared because, amen, I I lost my anointing and, amen, and, and, and lost my vision and all, brother, whatever I do, however effective it might seem from the surface, it is faulty. If you're trying to sing, praise our God, it hasn't been before, God, let you know your order, amen, your consecration is not right, it's faulty. It's empty. And you need to understand that. they were doing a lot of things here but it was faulty it wasn't done from a right motive it was not prompted from a proper source faulty faulty brother god knows when it's faulty brother when they offered those lambs brother they had to be careful to look them over in every area examine them close to make sure that those things would be acceptable of God. Otherwise, you just got to burn up lamb. And by the same token, brother, before we come before God, I preached it to you before, before the choir sings, brother, maybe they ought to take Saturday afternoon and get before God and, and calm their lives over. See if their prayer life been right. See if I'm really eligible even to stand before the saints of God. See if I am really in position to stay before people who have been fasting and praying and, and living, walking lightly. See if my conduct has been such that God would approve it. Brother, don't you know to get up before God's People have been before God and pressed by before God and closing out the pleasures of life. Amen. Uh, just for your benefit. Amen. And you're going to try to get up and minister to people like that and have nothing to offer. Don't you know that's faulty before God? I'd rather just sit back there and, and try to get my soul fair so I can come up to part than do that. Because it's dangerous. It's dangerous. It's very dangerous. Dangerous. Try to get up and make a testimony when God's people pray that god been living before God, living before God, should get an anointing. and get up and try to make up a testimony. No, I wouldn't do it, brother. Just to do a lot of empty talk. No, sir. This is a tremendous thing. This is a tremendous thing we're dealing with. God, help us. Help us. I'd rather not perform. Than to do it with a divided affection, or do it with an improper consecration. It's too serious, Amen. brother. God will give you more consideration for sitting back than he will performing in a faulty fashion. Yes, he will too I know he will. All right, Second Chronicles, chapter twenty-five, if you will. Verses one and two. Amaziah was twenty and five years old when he began to reign, and he reigned twenty and nine years in Jerusalem. And his mother's name was Jehoadan of Jerusalem. And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord, but not with a perfect heart. What he did was legally correct. What he did was outwardly impeccable. Did you hear? Did you get it? But what? But what? Not but not with a perfect heart. There was a fault in it. It was not acceptable to God. He said the right thing, he did the right thing. But not with a perfect heart. My God, will you praise, the of God? Don't, you know people need to know the danger of fooling around without a perfect heart. Don't you know people need to understand The seriousness of trying to perform Without a perfect heart Brother we need to pray so That God will perform a miracle of judgment If be necessary I'm serious And brother we ought to pray so That if people have the audacity To get up before the saints of God Knowing that they have flaws Knowing that their conduct have not been perfect brother i would not frown if god would perform a miracle of judgment that's what he did to ananias and sophia their hearts were not perfect before god and they wanted to be right counted among the saints of god as consecrated people raise holy hands and everything else amen amen you can't always put hands on people but god looks beyond what you can touch amen did it but his heart was not perfect he did not do it with a perfect heart did a lot of good things but they were faulty they were faulty in Philippians chapter 2 verse 14 do all things without murmuring and disputing that ye may be blameless you get it now you get it my God you help us here now, you pray here and say, God, there ain't no need of all this preaching. Pray that with God. We need to think a while. Do all things. I don't care what it is. I don't care, pray that with God, if you're doing twice your share. I don't care if you're doing that which you ought not to be doing because you've already done your part. The Word of God says, do all things without murmuring and disputing. But you get this, though. He is letting you know that your blamelessness or your faultlessness is predicated upon how you do it. You get this? Do all things without murmuring and disputing that ye may be blameless. And brother, by this standard there aren't many blameless people. I'm just going to tell you. Come on! I sure hate to go to church three times a week and you had to drive up. I'm tired of driving. Oh, I'm getting tired. Of, amen. And burning up all my gas. Just stay at home. You'll you, you be safer. Because the word of God says you do all things without murmuring and disputing. Thank God if you're going to murmur and dispute about it, the Holy Ghost not accepting it anyway. Amen. amen. I, I don't see no need to try to pay all that money in church anyway. Until, until, until. Make the preacher rich. You ain't make the preacher nothing. Trying, you better try to fulfill your obligation before God. Can you can only buy food. Don't be talking about paying a time, Paying this and Do all things without murmuring. The word of God says it. The Bible says it. Amen. Oh, may God help us. But the word of God is right. That ye may be blameless and harmless, the son of God, without rebuke. This will determine whether you be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke. This will determine it. In the midst of a crooked and a perverse nation, among whom he shines his light to the world. You can't shine, praise the Lord God, with always murmuring and complaining. Brother, grieve my heart. Get among sinners, praise the Lord God, and, and go criticize the church and this and that and the other. Criticize the standards. Criticize the demands of the church. Unsaved people. They, oh, how sad. How sad, how blind. Well, you ought to be a light. Where everything you say ought to be complimentary toward the saints of God. Whether you agree with it or not brother I love the, I love the church to the degree brother if you would, would take me and run me out of town I wouldn't want to let the, I wouldn't want the world to know it I love God church that much I love God calls enough praise our God than to try to shelter God's call regardless to what I'm going to get it before I mean me brother let me tell you if I've ever been done anything wrong I'll tell you what my mother and my people and even my sister nobody else if I can get around it wouldn't know about it if I ever think you all mistreated me I guarantee you my wife wouldn't nobody meditate instances as close as we are that's right why I don't need no sympathy praise our God I don't need that I was to preserve the reputation of the saints of God than to give a few, a few sympathetic uh, refrains let alone unsaved relatives unsaved neighbors discussing the call of God and the saints of God and things that pertain to the kingdom in a negative way. Well, we ought to be lights in the midst of a dark and perverse generation. Amen! But that's the very height of carnality. God help us out. Holding forth the word of life that I may rejoice in the day of Christ that I have not run in vain neither have labored in vain. Listen, without faultlessness is labeled was in vain all right then now that you've seen yourself what do you do about it there's only one way there well, there's only one way to eradicate it now let me show you this and you may well know this because we're going to enact this we're going to enforce this don't you think that you can have fault and just wait a week or two and that's to take care of it I won't do it. Uh, you got a fault, you're gonna sit down. Or... That's, not gonna... That's not gonna take care of it. Now, I'm gonna tell you how you take care of it. And without this, it's not taken care of. Without this, you'll meet in the judgment. Now, we're gonna instruct you this morning, just for a few moments. Over in James chapter 5, verse 16. This is the only way, if God has shown you fault, if you recognize it, if you're honest enough to admit it, to get, take care of it. Confess your fault one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man that much. now you ought not to have it but if the devil tricked you if the devil amen pulled you into it then you better humble yourself I was unwatchful saints uh, the devil made me a little bitter or uh, whatever the situation was I got pulled into it or uh, uh, whatever just don't, don't do too don't do much to excuse yourself because otherwise you take the sting out of it but for whatever reason say, but I sensed it God showed me I had faults God, you have some prominent faults. And now the word of God said, confess them one to another, to whomever is necessary. And otherwise, they will remain until Jesus comes. Now, if you're too proud, if you're too concerned about what you think you are in the eyes of us, then you can go on with them, but you're going to die. The service is going to become meaningless. You're going to find out you don't care whether you're here or not. Why? Because those faults are being magnified in you. Those faults are mounting up in you. Everything gonna turn in reverse on you. Come on! Yeah. Praise the Lord God. I'm gonna tell you anyone, we better take it easy in this world. Start getting all this pressure on us, start snapping people up and fussing and snatching and getting mad for a day or two. You better get this, you better get that kind of stuff straightened out in your life. And then gonna to try to put it on the saints. The same thing like they used to be. All this kind of stuff. I don't get much out of service anymore. I guess you don't. And God, those faults are getting between you and the joy bells of God. <laughs> Amen. Now what you going to do? You're going to confess them or they going to remain. You're not going to outweigh them. Well, then I have a fault. What is it? Every time I can make a commitment to God, the devil pulls me off in two days. you got a bad fault. You better deal with it. If you can't keep a commitment to God, you got a serious fault. I'm going to tell you, a serious one. And you can overlook it if you please. It's not going to work itself out. Confess your faults one to another. You may be healed. Alright? These, this is the kind of people that Jesus is coming back for. And this and these alone. Over now. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 26. Read that for me, please. Alright? Husband love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word that he might present it to himself a glorious church not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing that it should be holy without blemish that he might present it faultless before God that's all there is to it now let me say this to you I hope I can awaken you some of us have lived with our fault so long that they have become a part of us we accept them as an integral part of our being. We just we've lived with it so long, we've been impatient so long, we've grumbled so long, we've been fidgety so long that now it has just become a part of us and we accept it as a part of us. Well, I tell you what, you might accept it as a part of you, but God does not accept it as a part of wholeness. God does not accept it as a part of wholeness. And brother, that's what we're laboring now to try to eye these things, wash these things out of you. Get these amen. To rid you these faults. But if you deceive, amen, and think a spotted garment is the kind that God is recommending, then we'll have to leave you with it. But brother, you ought to be glad that God left you in the land of the living, and God will send you a gospel, and God will speak to your heart in your quiet moments, and let you know where your faults are, and magnify them to you. Amen! You ought to thank God that he thinks enough of you to do that. And certainly if God thinks enough to you to arouse you to that end, you should humble your heart before God. Say, Lord, do like the butcher or the baker. Which one was it? That this day I remember my fault. And amen. I thank God that He, even though he had them, he did remember them. But some people don't remember them. Some people have successfully forgotten them. And that's serious. This day I remember my fault, Lord. Amen. God help us out. May God arouse you and not have you going on with your fault knowing you got them. Instead of going on one service to another. Trying to minister. Trying to do this. Trying to do the other. May God have mercy upon us. Now if you want those faults eradicated. If you're humble enough to admit it. And let God help you. God's willing to do it. But you got to be willing to confess it. You got to be willing to humble yourself before God. Let God know I'm nothing anyway. I want to make heaven. I'm not concerned about the approbation of the people. I'm not concerned about uh, public plaudits and all this kind of thing. I want my falls taken care of before I get to the judgment. He's able to keep you from falling and to present you falling. God's able to do that, but you must allow him to do. It has to be a voluntary submission. Shall we stand? No, not let the devil make you forget it before... We get to the altar call. Amen. God help us. While you're thinking about it, it's time to move. Don't fool around and we wait to two or three verses of song or I plead with you five or ten minutes. But well, I might not feel to do that. This day I remember my faults. This day I remember my faults, Lord. I remember them. God I'm clear on it. Well, if you remember it, then deal with it. Deal with it. God help us out this morning. God help us. Go around and let those faults Become a part of you And think because you accept it God accepts it Excuse me God help us What are we thinking, sister Now we're not going to deal With our faults. They won't they play no game And you need to know How serious they are too What number is that Number 245 Gave his life for me. Must I not give him mine? our good points that we won't even be able to see our faults until they have eaten us up until they have eaten our very vitals away brother what a blessing it would be in the case of many if they would say Lord this day I remember my faults He is able to keep you from falling And to present you faultless What verse is that in that song On Christ the solid rock I stand What verse is that I was listening to that one verse sister What verse is that Someone quoted for us uh, When trumpet sound I believe that's one When he shall come with trumpet sound Oh may I then in him be found Dressed in his righteousness alone Faultless to stand My God help us out When he shall come With trumpets Oh may I then In him Dressed in his righteousness Alone Faultless to stand Be over the ground all oh, it. the one let me quote that when he shall come brother that's going to be the climax of the ages when he shall come with trumpet sound oh may I then in him be found Clothed, dressed in His righteousness alone, faultless to stand. Thank God, it won't make no difference in what I think about you, what nobody else think about you, brother. But you want to be standing faultlessly before the throne of Almighty God when you see those penetrating eyes, knowing that He know your thoughts afar off, every word in your tongue. You're going out, you're coming in, you're down sitting, you're uprising know the motive behind every word that you spoke every act that you performed and you got to stand before such a god don't you know dear one that's not going to be a joke don't you know you're going to wish you had heeded these tools? Don't you know you're going to wish you had responded to the holy ghost when he tried to enlighten your mind don't you know you're going to wish that when he shall come with trumpets on the great trump of god oh may i then in him be found dressed in his righteousness alone faultless my god have mercy Lord look me over Lord look down through my spirit Lord look through analyze every word that I spoke my every stare analyze the Lord see if there was any lust in it my every response see if there was any retaliation in it my every act see if I was trying to get over on anybody Lord check me out check me out thoroughly when I spoke about my sister see if there was malignity there see if I malign their name See if I was running down the saints, Lord. See if I what I meant there. Check me out, Lord. When he shall come with trumpet sound, oh, may I then in him be found dressed in his righteousness alone, faultless to stand before God's throne, not before the pulpit. Not before the pastor, but before his throne. Let's sing that one more time. When he shall come through up oh, may I... in dressed in his right miss faultless be oh other ground. seek uh,